Hello, welcome to Postcolonial Space. I'm Masood Raja, and in this episode, I would briefly talk about the politics of hate. And what I mean by it, the kind of politics that relies on demonizing a certain group or the opposition or the people who may not agree with you. And I'm seeing this politics of hate operative, of course, in the United States under President Trump. But I think it's also permeated the Pakistani politics deeply. And not to mention, of course, the Indian politics of the current time. But I just want to briefly talk about it in general, but also with reference to Pakistan and the United States and maybe trace and articulate its consequences for the future of these nations and the people, and maybe for the future of the world. These are, after all, just my thoughts, you know, as they come to my mind. This is not highly planned. I have no script. So please bear in mind that these are kind of my raw thoughts on this subject. So if you look at any society or any political system at any given time, it always has what scholars call objective differences. That means that communities can live together, have their different ways of life, but still accept each other. It's when those differences are subjectivized through an act of politics that the same communities start seeing each other as belligerent communities, as enemies of each other. And politics of hate constantly relies on this. Uh, So the worst example of it in human history, of course, is is the Nazis, right? The way they demonized the Jewish citizens of Germany and then eventually, you know, that led to the Holocaust. Now, in uh, Pakistan currently, what is happening is that the current government, with its ideology of purity and accountability, and there are, of course, complex reasons behind what they are doing, but at least performatively what they are going about telling the people is that we are here to make all these other politicians accountable. And in their vocabularies and the way the prime minister speaks and his ministers speak, anyone other than their party is inherently automatically corrupt, right? So when they designate the leaders of other parties corrupt, and constantly keep pointing out that everyone is corrupt, right? Then through association, what they are also implying and what has now become obvious in Pakistani political culture is that anyone who follows those leaders, by extension, also is deemed to be corrupt or deemed to be, at the least, not intelligent enough to know the difference. So increasingly in Pakistan, even though the democracy is not fully established, right, people who already had other differences, regional, ethnic, sectarian, are now also looking at each other 
with suspicion because oh i am from pti this person is from pmln their leader is corrupt so this person must also be corrupt so the society is increasingly becoming polarized and so the consequences are that even though maybe mr imran khan and his ilk can stay in power because of this politics but they can't build a sustainable enduring politics on it they can't build a sustainable and enduring political system on it because by the time they are done with it by the time they are done with the system they will have at their hands a deeply divided and polarized nation but the problem with this kind of politics of hate is that it needs that polarization it's the kind of demon that you must constantly feed so if he let's say imran khan who whose actions of course are now over determined by his statements and what people expect of him if he turns around and says okay no let's reconcile right he has bound himself into a commitment where he has left no room to himself to reconcile with his political opponents right just to sustain democracy or make it stronger so what is happening then what is happening is that he increasingly has to rely on non-democratic means on non-democratic institutions to prop his system up so just when we are hearing all these conversations about holding people accountable the number of disappearances of of journalists in pakistan has increased and there there are reports on it from amnesty international and others journalists are actually abducted in broad daylight cases against journalists and media houses have increased right so the society when it follows the path to purity and demonizes another group increasingly then turns on itself right and becomes so divided that people don't trust each other and they start hating each other and that is not a good recipe for building a sustainable democracy now if you look at united states you know mr trump is a symptom this difference this hateful constituency had always existed in america what he did was gave them a megaphone amplified their voice and by making statements against immigrants against islam right against liberals what he enabled was a kind of politics in which demonizing others became a prerequisite so when he became the president there was no way he was going to become more egalitarian and presidential and reach out to his opponents because that his base would have seen as an act of capitulation so by committing himself to a politics of distrust and hate and demonization what he did was he trapped himself also within that politics and that's Imran Khan's problem too if you go to india mr modi has the same problem like he's bent on creating a hindu majoritarian state right and in the process of doing so he's destroying the very thing that made india into a great emerging power and that was its constitution that enabled it to build a nation in which minorities were acknowledged they had a place they were not demonized so in the end the very thing that imran khan donald trump and mr modi 
are offering as something that would make their nations strong, right? Because its basis is in hate, because its basis in, is in creating a group that you can impugn all your failures on, that you can demonize, right? It becomes the very destructive thing for the nations that they are trying to you know, develop and make strong. So these are some of my thoughts on you know, the consequences of politics of hate and how it traps the leadership and maybe the followers within a very destructive logic. look at the consequences of this right so if you look at Pakistan and even just the social media feed of people on Twitter and Facebook now new vocabularies have emerged in which people label their opposing groups in a different way so for example uh, the followers of Nawaz Sharif are called Patwaris right and the followers of Imran Khan are called Uthias right and and if you look at the back and forth between these two groups, they have increasingly become intolerant of each other. So while Imran Khan lives in his palace, supported by all the institutions of power, right, and spews his cliches at the people, the people in the trenches in the world in real life have increasingly found one more reason to hate each other, and that is their political affiliations. Right? Now, in a country riven by sectarianism, by regionalism, by class conflict, we now have another hierarchy of hate where people now have become so impatient with each other that they would not even hear them out. In America, the same thing is happening. Right? Before Mr. Trump, we could easily say, okay, he's conservative, fine, you know, I'm a liberal. We didn't hate each other that much because we didn't associate conservatism always with xenophobia, you know, with racism. But because of the public persona of Mr. Trump and the things that he says and has he has said, it has become increasingly impossible, let's say for liberals like me, to not associate with his followers with what Mr. Trump says. Similarly, if you go to India, right, if you are from Indian National Congress or if you're an Indian liberal, it is very hard to detach the words of Mr. Modi and BJP from his followers. And then another trend also emerges. The people, in order to, you know, make the words of their leaders practical, start enacting the identity that the leader has taken up. So the instances of anti-Muslim uh, violence in India have increased. The instances of hate, hateful acts towards minorities in the United States have increased. And if you look at Pakistan, you know, beyond the sectarian divide, beyond the hate for minorities that always objectively existed in Pakistan, now instances of semiotic and physical violence against, you know, other political parties from one to the other have also increased. So the consequences of this politics of hate where differences are subjectivized and politicized, right? 
is that you increasingly then create a polarized society which brings people to a point where they can't even talk to each other where they can't don't even trust each other and which basically rips the fabric of any given nation or society apart so these are some of my thoughts and i i know i'm addressing all of you out there but you know most of the times such kind of talks or thoughts for me are directed towards the country where i reside which is united states of which i am a citizen and my native country pakistan and the idea behind these thoughts and sharing them with you isn't that i have all the answers of course not but it is it's to point out that these are some of the things that we ought to be thinking about and if the politics of populism and hate has become so powerful in our time people like us ineffective as we are at least need to talk about these things and maybe have conversations with other like-minded people so that we can keep that you know small candle of hope alive that we can all live with our differences that we can tolerate each other and that democracy is a is a project and it can constantly be made better so i hope this was useful to you uh, as i mentioned in the beginning these are my raw thoughts i have not written them down i am just recording them as they come to my mind so if you see any imperfections or anything that i might might have misstated i always uh, will apologize for that but if you like it and if you like what you are listening to please do share it with others so that more people can benefit from it and more people can participate in this conversation Thank you so much for your support and as always stay safe and peace and love